This is Lifetime Sentence, the podcast where we watch bad Lifetime original movies and compare them to the truly heinous stories that inspired them. Because sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction. Hey, so how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm not sure yet. (laughs) It's been one of those weird weekends where I was depressed for no reason. Dude, this weekend has... I don't... The past week altogether has just been horrible. Your week has sucked. It really... Look, my life is a comedy of errors right now. Like, so I showed y'all the picture last night. (laughs) Oh my god, are you okay? (laughs) I'm fine. Like, okay, so... Friday night, I'm like, I'm going to go to bed early and get a good night's rest, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's the funniest joke I've heard. (laughs) In the middle of the night, I hear this crash bang in my bathroom. And so my bathroom is right off my bedroom. Nobody can get in there without walking through my bedroom. So I knew there there was nobody in there. I was pretty sure. (laughs) One would hope. So I walk in. I had also taken some NyQuil because I'm still getting over the tuberculosis that I have. (laughs) Oh, my God. And so I, like, stumble out of bed and I, like, zombie walk into the bathroom. My shower curtain had, not the the rod that holds it up, had broken and fallen down. So I'm, like, in all of my infinite wisdom, I'm, like, this is a perfect time to fix this problem. Don't right do now. it. Hey, Aaron, <laughs> go back in the past and listen to me. Don't do it. So I have like wooden floors in my bathroom and in my kitchen. And so it's slippery. Well, my shower curtain, like the outside one is silk. Right. So I stepped on oh, it. Oh no. And it all came crashing down all at once. I mean, I sent you all the picture last night. I've, Confine myself to long sleeves because I look like somebody beat the shit out of me with a baseball bat where I fell. Mm-hmm. Yikes. It's not good. And then my car is broken. D- were y'all able to figure out what was wrong? No, I'm going to take it tomorrow and have it looked at. So oh, that just sucks. said good vibes that it's not the transmission because I think that might be what it is and I can't afford to fix that right now. So no. also, if you want to go to patreon.com slash lifetime center. <laughs> <laughs> we are not above begging here at Lifetime no. Sentence. Anyways, yeah, my whole life is just falling apart around me, but it's fine. I've been through worse. Oh, hey, welcome to Lifetime Sentence. I'm Paul. I'm Erin. We're a professional AF. AF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So um... This week got so far away from me so fast i don't even know what happened no um i looked up and it was nine o'clock thursday night and i was like erin and i were supposed to record a patreon episode yeah <laughs> Oops. and Oops. so then i didn't even think about it again until yesterday it's fine because i looked at the clock and i was like well i haven't heard from him but it's okay like i just i, I don't have the energy right <laughs> like worry about it it'll get done i um so uh yeah if you want to hear more about the the big little eyes and the patreon please subscribe but um Mm -hmm. until then hopefully aaron you can tell me that this case was more interesting on your end than it was on mine no oh fuck look i had high expectations for this movie in this case and lifetime killed them the true crime in this story is 
how they made this movie so terrible. Uh, I mean, the true crime is also that this case just is is boring. Like <laughs> it is boring. And you know what? I'm not even. And maybe you have more information than I do, but I'm not even a hundred percent convinced he did it. We'll talk about it. I've got both sides. You know, there's two sides so, to every story. Yeah, I'm, I'm. This is like your run of the mill, like boring murder. Well, then I am doubly glad that the one movie I chose to watch was Girl Fight. Yeah. <laughs> Look, and usually Lifetime can spin some gold out of a boring story and they just drop the ball big time this was a lot of like police interviews and talking about how the justice system works in mexico and not a lot of salacious movie which is what i come here for i did zero research on the justice system in mexico so i hope you're all experts you're welcome google it um so yeah and seeing as this guy was a producer for a reality show and like all this surrounding the story, you think that they would have could have made this into like a really interesting movie. And they, it just, it fell so flat. I was very bummed. Well, since today I can already tell will be a short episode if we don't help it out, then I'm going to tell you how they could fix it at the end. Cause I've already got some ideas. Very good. So this week I watched murder in Mexico, the Bruce, Beresford Redmond story. That's a mouthful. I will call him only Bruce for my entire notes. Heads oh, up. Yeah, I'm going to call him by his first and last name when I talk about the actors, and that's it. Um, then he's Bruce. Um, Colin Egglesfield played Bruce Beresford Redmond. He was in Something Borrowed. Never even that, heard. Oh, that was a book that they did into a, a movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And he was in uh, Lifetime's Show So Lifetime did a movie a few years ago about a true story called The Client List. Uh-huh. And, and then he was in they, the, the spinoff show. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, they turned it into a series with Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt. Mm-hmm. And, I and know he plays thing. the brother. Uh-huh. Did you just say, I know the thing? Yeah. Listen, I'm teaching gifted English now. <laughs> um, Leon, Lenore Varela plays Monica Beresford Redmond. I'm sorry I butchered her name, but it's okay. She has quite the range on the acting side. I can't wait. Because she brings us our favorite segment, Pornhub or TV. TV. Yeah. She was in a movie called Deseo, which I will give you a clue, is the Spanish word for desire. Go. Um, Deseo is actually a um, it's a Hallmark movie about a candy store that's about to be bought out by um, corporate candy, which is basically like a uh, Hallmark's version of Hershey's. Um, yes. Yeah, so corporate candy wants to buy to Zayo, but um, what Lenora, Lenora, what'd you say her name was? Lenore, L-E-O-N-O-R. Okay. Lenore um, works as the, um, conveyor bait conveyor belt girl um for the bonbons and she is their only hope for saving the candy company from corporate candy um and the way she does it is by falling in love with the owner's son of corporate candy and um he decides that he's gonna buy it and run it independently using daddy's money they kiss it snows the end (laughs) 
broken. Okay. <laughs> Where's that deck the Hallmark background music for that? <laughs> so that um, look, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch that movie because you know I would. <laughs> we both would and would text each yeah. other through it. Hell yeah. <laughs> We need to write to Hallmark and have them make that movie. I think they made that movie with four other different companies. Corporate candy. <laughs> Spell the case. I think they made that movie for Easter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm thinking, I know there's Christmas Cookie where it's that same story, but with a cookie company. The Kringles. The, and the, the Kringles, Kringles from last yeah. year. <laughs> so... I'm going to go out on a limb because I couldn't find an actual rating for this movie and say that it was a porn. What? <laughs> I didn't think you'd actually pick a porn for me. I know. Um, from a casual encounter between a teenage prostitute and a sailor, we follow a chain of relationships between archetypal characters Representing the different strata of society polarized in Mexico, where sexual desire due to class, state, and racial prejudice will never develop in love. Although perhaps someone could break the invisible barrier and come to the feeling of what we all desire. This absolutely sounds like some nerd who jerked off to this movie tried to type up a good synopsis. Look at the cover. Hold on. Can you see that? Yes, I can. Oh, hello. That's some naked people. Like, yes, for real. it is. <laughs> We have our first porn. I'm so excited. For our next Patreon episode, Aaron will be coming. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will do a lot of things, but I'm not going to watch a porn and then describe it to you. <laughs> I would do anything for Patreon, but I won't do that. Oh, no. Okay. So we also have Samantha Sloyan on this, in this movie. She plays Gretchen. And she was in Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Is where I know her from. She was, was she? Penny. Oh. Mm -hmm. And she was also in The Haunting of Hill House, which was a smash on Netflix last year. I did not watch that, and I meant oh, to. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. Um, and then Brienne Davis, she plays Hillary. Um, she was in Jarhead, and then she was in Eliza Schlesinger had a show. On the ABC app for a while called Forever 31. Yeah. She was in that? Okay. Da, 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 da. The most boring movie ever. Ready? Go. Sinister music plays while a man walks on the beach and a voiceover of a reporter talking about Monica's murder and her husband, Bruce, who was arrested for it. Cut to Bruce being walked out of a Mexican jail wearing a bulletproof vest and medical scrubs, which is, you know... That's quite the look. That's haute couture. <laughs> While reporters swarm around him. Flashback to April of 2010, when the couple arrive in Mexico with their children. It's Monica's birthday, but this is not a happy trip. There's definite tension between them. Um, Bruce says he's going to prove to her everything will be good again. She says she doesn't know if that's possible, but they're going to try. Um, in the room, Monica calls back home to the restaurant. Gretchen is working at the restaurant. She asks how things are. And Monica says it's not been easy, but she said she would give her marriage another shot. So she's going to, at least for the kids. Bruce comes in, says he's going to take the kids for a hike and she can stay if she wants, but she says no, and she'll come along. So they hike up to the top of a cliff and I was like, Oh, this is it. He's going to push her off the cliff, right? Yes. 
No. By the way, for the kids is never a good reason. We'll get there. It's, it's honorable, and I know lots of people think that, and I get it, but also, it's not a good enough reason. We'll get there. Okay. It's not. Um. Yeah. So then we cut back to L.A. three months earlier because Lifetime has no concept of how linear time works. Naturally. Um, Monica's at work at the restaurant. Bruce is at work on his reality show about boxing. And I wrote, this is not Survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Some dude calls Bruce over to talk to Hillary. Um, She looks like the classic woman the husband has an affair with in every single movie. Oh, good. Okay. mm -hmm. Bruce checks her out. And the other guy's like, hey, be careful with that one. You know, later they go to the restaurant and there's a big dance party happening. They dance, um, Bruce and Monica, like, slow dance, and we immediately cut to them having sex, and we have Lifetime's edit of the week. I can't wait. I'm so excited. We haven't gotten a good sex scene in a couple of weeks, actually. That's so true. Excited. But surprise! Bruce rolls off to the girl, and it's Hillary. It's not his wife. Oh! Oops! <laughs> oh, um, how weird. I made a mistake and got in the wrong everything. This is so cliche. Do better, Bruce. Um, they lay in bed and say it's for sure the last time they're going to do this because they got to stop doing this. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Definitely the last time it's over. Yeah. I say that every time I eat a cupcake on my diet. <laughs> this is going to be the last time I cheat on my diet. At home, Monica's reading a bedtime story to her daughter. She walks downstairs and overhears Bruce on the phone uh, talking, I'm assuming, to Hillary and asking when they're going to see each other again. Which I'm like, you guys broke up like five seconds ago, but that's right. none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> um, he makes plans for a prizzy, snazzy date. Like, he's like, we'll go get massages and then we'll go out to dinner. I'm kind of jealous. I want to go on this date. Right? Um, I'll be the other woman for that. Too bad Monica hears everything he said. Whoops. Yikes. At the restaurant the next day, she's drinking in the morning time, like you do. Obviously. Uh, she tells her, uh, she tells Gretchen that she thinks um, Bruce is seeing somebody else. Um, Gretchen says maybe it's a work thing, and Monica says no, um, it's definitely not. So later at home, um, Bruce, in what world does somebody make plans for like a romantic evening with massage, and then somebody's like, maybe it's a thing for work because I need that job. I mean, he does produce a reality show. I guess. But you I'm said it was like, boxing but, there. Yeah, but and then it's Survivor in real life. And I'm thinking, like, if he was working on The Bachelor, like, I could see maybe that. Right. I, I don't know. Also, The Bachelorette came on this week, and so I'm back in my happy place. Um, so he asks what's wrong with her, with Monica, and she says nothing later at home. He puts his phone down to go take the trash out. And, of course... Of course, she picks it up and goes through it. Naturally. Don't do that. Do people not listen to us? I know. But also, he just left it open on all of his texts with his girlfriend. So I'm like, dude, you asked for it. (laughs) Um, So she goes outside and confronts him, tells him to leave the house and go live in the guest house. And I'm like, oh, I just can't with this. The guest house. (laughs) Yes, I. you know, the last time Sarah told me to go live in our guest house and kicked me out of the mansion. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, he says it's not what she thinks and she needs to calm down, which I wrote next to that. LOL. <laughs> Man, that's Don't ever like tell somebody to calm two cliches back to back though no like it's not what you think and calm down yeah um she says she's gonna take the house the kids and every cent that he makes which that's not really how divorce works anymore but i mean good on you girl especially because they're in california and they're a no-fault state yep here too texas is too um so back in mexico they have a weird conversation with the people staying in the hotel room next door um, I'm, I know they're setting up something for later because they're like, oh, were we too loud last night? And they're just like randomly running into each other in the hallway and start talking about the loudness of their activities. You don't do that? You don't just walk to your neighbor and be like, hey, did I fuck too loud last night? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's important for me to ask you so that you know I was getting laid. That, no. Yeah, that was that was us fucking. Have you, is that is that cool? <laughs> I do it all the time. I mean, they're with their kids, so they definitely weren't fucking. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're definitely setting things up for later, but it's still really, it was just a weird thing to watch. It's like, what? Lifetime's really grasping at straws they, for this they one. They go outside and she's like, oh, were we too loud last night? And then the couple next door is just them by themselves. And they were like, no, plus like, we don't have our kids, so we probably are on a different schedule than you are. It was just really bizarre. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Um, so they go to the pool. Monica lays out while Bruce plays with the kids in the pool. A waiter brings her a drinks, compliments of the resort. And I want to go on vacation. That's all. Um, we should go on a lifetime sentence vacation to Cancun. Oh my God, we should. Listeners. Don't kill me and stuff me in a sewer, please. That I mean, that wasn't my plan, but. <laughs> um, flashback again to L.A. before Monica is drinking wine with her sister, who is like, get a divorce. And thank you. I feel seen now. She said the kids, Monica says the kids will be too upset. And here's my contribution to your earlier. Okay. Kids want to see their parents happy. They don't want to see their parents like slogging through a miserable marriage in order right. to like can tell when you're unhappy just whatever in mexico they're getting ready to go out bruce says she looks beautiful which leads to some making out before monica pushes him away and says he needs to go shower um and so i wrote here this guy really doesn't seem like he's gearing up to murder his wife but right so bruce is in the shower and his phone buzzes monica tries for like 20 to 30 full seconds not to go through his phone. I'm really proud of her. I know. That she took so much work. I know. But the temptation is too great. We don't see what it says, though. At 5.52 in the morning, the neighbors are getting ready to go to bed. See? Here we are. And she hears Bruce and Monica fighting through the wall. The neighbor girl presses her ear up to the wall to listen, which is exactly what I would do. <laughs> I just watched last night the episode of The Office. Do you watch The Office or did you? Uh-huh. Oh, you yeah. know, when the Michael Scott paper company gets bought out mm-hmm. and they have to go back. And, um, oh God, what is that character's name? Um, I can't even think of the actress. Hilarious. She was in love with the intern for so long. 
Why can't oh, Kelly. Kelly, thank you. I was like, I'm playing on her name. So Kelly's got... Mindy Kaling. Yeah, Mindy, Kay- Mindy Kaling. I couldn't think of anything. Uh, she's got the glass up to the door. Yeah. And, and Angela goes, what can you hear? And Mindy Kaling just goes... <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So she hears some bumping around and then she hears somebody scream. That doesn't Flat. sound promising. No. So we flash back again to LA. Bruce unpacks the groceries for Monica and says he wants to talk. He says things with Hillary just got out of control and he wants to make things better. She's not super on board, but before he leaves, she says, hey, maybe you should come around to dinner tonight. When he leaves, though, Hillary calls. Uh-oh. Oops. Um, at the restaurant, Monica talks to Gretchen about it and says she doesn't know what to do. So what she does is goes and confronts Hillary and tells her to stay away from Bruce. Okay. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so Hillary like cries a little. And so she thought that they were over, that they were done, but she won't get in the way of them working things out and she won't call him anymore. Um, Monica is like, so Hillary like starts to cry a little bit and Monica says Hillary must really care about him um, to do that for her. And she says, you know, Hillary is just like, you know, it doesn't matter how I feel about him. Um, Back in Mexico, Bruce is at the pool looking weird. And the neighbor like from the resort comes up and asks him what's wrong. He says that Monica went shopping that morning and has not come back. Okay. She says she heard what sounded like a scream that morning in their hotel room. And Bruce is like, oh, it's just my kids playing a game. And I was like, what fucking game is this? Exactly? At 545 in the morning? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a kid. He used to get up super early, but I didn't let him run around and scream. I was just saying, that's, if you had, then you and I were going to have some words even today. That is unforgivable. <laughs> that night, he calls a Mexican hospital to see if she's in the emergency room. But they say she's not there. He calls the restaurant to see if Gretchen has heard from Monica. Um, He says he can't find her. And he called the police. He has quite a large scrape on his arm, though. And I'm like, "Mm." That's also from the game his kids were playing. Sure. Yeah. Well, they they will explain it later. But um, pre-vacay in in L.A., he says Hillary and tells his friend he's just going to go say hi to her. So it'll be fine. It's totally fine. He goes over to talk to her. She asks him to leave her alone because it's too hard to not be with him and not talk to him. But she promised Monica that that she wouldn't. And so Bruce is like, you've been talking to Monica? Men. Um, I could not roll my eyes harder. So she explains what happened, like, between her and Monica. He seems flabbergasted that this all took place. Um, (laughs) So she, so Hillary's like, look, Bruce, I'm not a homewrecker. Please leave me alone. And so she drives away. Okay. Monica and Gretchen are talking in the restaurant and Gretchen asks how Monica knew he was, how she knew Bruce was the one. And Monica says he just kept asking her out until she said yes. Oh, that's, that's how I find romantic. I find it kind of stalkery. Well, yeah. I mean, that's how I find the one, you know, it's like when people ask me what my favorite food is and I say broccoli and they're like, well, why is it broccoli? And I'm like, you know, because I hated it every fucking time I ate it. <laughs> that's that's how I knew it was the food I want to eat for the rest of my goddamn life. 
she's all happy, like reminiscing. And Bruce chooses this moment to storm in and ask what the hell she was thinking, confronting Hillary like that. E. There's the man I love. Um, So they have a screaming match and it all finally clicks for Monica. And she says to him, quote, you're not upset that I talk to her. You're upset that she won't talk to you. And then she gets really quiet and says, go be with her, with your whore. Oh, I was like in her camp until that moment. Yeah. So Bruce breaks a chair and screams, don't call her that. Like you do, I guess. Well, (laughs) that's, he's just still showing that he is her one true love. That's the next step. I mean, that's all sounds super romantic to me. Yeah. Um, In Mexico, Bruce is being interviewed at a police station and says that Monica wouldn't just run off and she wouldn't leave the kids. She's a devoted mother. They assure him that they'll find her. Um, They do notice all the scratches on his arms while he screams about them not doing anything to find his wife. The detective goes to talk to the neighbors at the resort and they tell him about the fight they heard. Now, okay, so they kind of have a difference in opinion because the neighbor girl thinks it was Bruce and Monica fighting. The neighbor guy says, eh, it could have been the kids. I have no idea. (laughs) I mean... That's also just that most men are idiots. <laughs> um, around town, Bruce is hanging up missing posters and asking people if anybody's seen her. The security guard tells the detectives um, that there's no record of Monica leaving the resort that day. And they talk about how they think Bruce is lying. Um, flashback again to L.A. Bruce is complaining to his friend about how Monica drained all their bank accounts and won't let him see the kids. Look, get your divorce. Don't be shitty. Like, yeah, mm, I have mixed emotions about that. It sounds like there's not a a, a, a good person. There's not a redeeming person in this story. No. Not that that um, should result in death. No, not at all. No, no, no. Um, his friend is like the voice of reason here and is like, if you love Hillary so much, why don't you just go be with her? If you love her so much, why don't you just marry her? Yeah. Well, he's asking him for real, though. I know. And Bruce is like, well, it's not that simple. I'm like, well, yeah, it kind of is. Because I'd have to clear my day and go down to the courthouse. And then, have you ever tried to park downtown? (laughs) (laughs) I had to get validated. Like, ugh. Listen, it sounds like he needs validation. (laughs) He goes to see Monica and she says she wants a divorce. He says he doesn't want a divorce and that how he feels about Hillary is nothing to compare to how he feels about Monica. He asks for another chance and says he'll go to therapy. So she lets him move back in. I mean, that was easy. And then everything's fixed and they're married and happy yeah, ever after. Super happy. Yeah. Flash, flash forward to Mexico and Monica's sisters show up <laughs> and scream at him that, Okay, so Bruce's story is that she went shopping and to go to the spa. And Monica's sister shows up and screams at Bruce that Monica hated the spa and would have never left her kids to go to one. And I'm sorry, but I Monica's wrong. <laughs> That's the hill you've chosen to die on today? The spa, yes. <laughs> I don't know. The spa is a magical place. I've never been to a spa. But if it's a place where strangers touch you a lot, I'm not sure I'm down for that. The spa is a magical place. I mean, it can be for you. 
Mm-hmm. I like to play in the mud pit at my grandma's farm. So the spa can be a magical place for you, and I'll keep the mud pit at the farm. I'll keep the mud bath at the spa. See, almost the same thing, but there's no weirdos mm-hmm. touching me. And it's free. <laughs> um, just then the hotel concierge comes up to say they urgently need Bruce and a random maid will watch the kids. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa that seems what? all legit. <laughs> this is how life works. <coughs> Look, they see, walk- y'all got Aaron so fucked up she choked. <laughs> they walk up to a yellow caution tape where there's a body. Bruce and Monica's sister scream and then we cut to Bruce being questioned. The detective says the body was 25 meters from the building and I'm like, hold on. Did no one check the grassy field this whole time? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That seems suspicious. Just ignore it. Yeah. Like, there's a body over there, but I don't think that's her. (laughs) I bet it's just a mannequin. Oh, God. Um, The detective asks... No. Oh, so hold on. Now they're talking about the cuts on his hands. And they said... he. Bruce says they're from hiking. He says when he was taking the picture, he fell down. Um... He's finally like, do you think I killed my wife and then hid her body in a hotel room all day long and then snuck out in the middle of the night to hide her body? <laughs> and the detectives are like, kind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, That was a direct quote, by the way. That whole long thing was you're, a direct You're quote. kidding. No. <laughs> Lifetime did not. Lifetime was just like, got the cheapest, newest writer they could get on this. And then halfway through, he was like, I'm bored. Like, <laughs> um, <clears throat> the detective asks if he, if Bruce killed Monica, and he says no, and he's not saying anything else until you talk to somebody from the U.S. consulate's office, which is the smartest thing he's done this whole movie. It's about time. Um, they announce Monica's death on the evening news, so the entire staff of the restaurant hears all at once and breaks down in sobs. And I'm like, nobody... Nobody called the restaurant and was like, hey, heads up. Also, she did. Also, <laughs> if it's the evening news, shouldn't y'all all be working? Why are you all watching the TV? Well, they're all watching it while they're working. She's going to fire you when she comes back, <laughs> except she won't come back. But <laughs> I I don't know. Um, um, so Monica's sister comes up to Bruce and says the kids need to go home. And so she's going to take the kids home with her when they leave tomorrow. And Bruce is like, no, I've already decided they're going to my parents' house. Um, They're going to go stay with my parents. And um, Monica's sister gets up in his face and says that Monica loved him and she doesn't trust him at all. And she wishes Monica had never trusted him either. Okay. Um, there's a crime scene like in the hotel room, like the investigation team. And, um, the detective says they found blood in the sink on the railing of the balcony and a pillow, but only a very small amount. Okay. Detective number two says they should arrest Bruce now, but detective number one is like, no, we need evidence, bro. That's how this works. (laughs) That's debatable, but okay. Yeah. Um, Bruce is at the consulate's office and this bumbling dumbass comes in and is like so just answer their questions we'll see what kind of evidence they have it's all gonna be fine while chomping on a piece of pizza and bruce is like um you're a lawyer (laughs) i want that job the guy's like oh yeah i'm a i'm a lawyer dude um 
so Bruce says, I didn't do anything wrong. And the lawyer's like, LOL, welcome to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> You're guilty until proven innocent here. Um, this movie does not paint Mexico in the best light. E. Which I, for one, had a great vacation the last time I went to Cancun. At least the parts that I remember of that vacation were pretty awesome. So <laughs> I've never been to Cancun, but I want oh, to. Oh, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Flashback to LA. Um, Bruce is working and sees a photo of Hillary bending over a desk like one would keep on their computer, I guess. Isn't, I mean, don't all your friends have a picture of you bending over a desk? No, I hope not. Mine do, I guess. Never. I mean, awkward. No, they don't. Weird. <laughs> Anyone um, listening, please delete that. <laughs> he picks the phone to call her, but hears his kids playing and puts it down again. So he goes downstairs and he's like, I have an awesome idea. Let's go to Mexico. Ben, he regretted saying that. Yeah. Or Monica, not. I'm not quite sure. Monica talks to Gretchen before she leaves and tells her that maybe this trip will be good or maybe it will just be a huge mistake. And I was like, famous last words. Yeah. Ooh. Bruce is being interviewed again, and his story is that Miles, his son, woke up super early that morning, so he and Monica played a game where you run into stuff really hard. I'm like, what What <laughs> game is this? <laughs> That's my favorite game. We call it concussion. <laughs> they bring up their marriage issues and the scratches on his arms. Lazy lawyer is finally like, his, what's his DNA under her nails? No. Um... So Bruce says they hit a rough patch, but things were getting better. He starts to yell, and the detective is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll, buddy. Take several um, seats. Yeah. Bruce says when he took the photo of them on the cliff, he tripped and fell. And that's also when he broke Monica's phone, which is why he couldn't reach her that day. Um, he keeps going back to the shady waiter that brought her the complimentary drink earlier. Okay. He's sitting in the lobby while everyone yells in Spanish around him. And that actually must be, like, incredibly terrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, he tells the lawyer he didn't kill his wife. And the lawyer says that they're going to go see a judge to see if they have enough to arrest him. Um, they take his passport and say he has to stay in Mexico, which is a very important plot point in about five minutes. Okay. Bruce contemplates life on a beach while Gretchen looks at a shrine to Monica that's popped up outside the restaurant. She goes into work at the restaurant office and finds email exchanges between Hillary and Monica. So she calls Monica's sister and sends them to her so they can give them to the detectives in Mexico. Okay. This is all they needed. So they go to arrest Bruce, but Bruce is walking down a stretch of highway trying to sneak back over the border without his passport. Um, I'm going to guess that's a bad idea. Like not, not in the top five best ideas I've heard. He does get through. And I was like, oh, I, if only that pesky wall had been there. Ugh. 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 Um, and then he goes home. He's watching the news, an interview with his new American attorney, who says he was never actually ordered to stay in Mexico. He's a grieving husband and wanted to be with his family. Why is everyone freaking out so bad about this? Um, he tucks in his daughter, who says she's glad he's home. Um, he goes into his office and thinks about having sex with Hillary, which is exactly what grieving husbands do, right? Well, I mean, actually, probably. Lots of people mm-hmm. see things like that as a stress relief. Sure. 
Um, he meets his TV buddy at a bar and begs for a job because this whole thing is just a witch hunt. And I was like, boy, the phrase witch hunt did not age well. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, the buddy says that nobody's going to hire him and that he just doesn't know who Bruce is anymore. Bruce says thanks for nothing and leaves. He's at court fighting his extradition and his lawyer says that they may have had a really lucky break. Okay. Would you like to hear about the lucky break? I can't wait. A couple of weeks after Monica was murdered, another American woman was attacked by a waiter and almost raped. I'm not quite sure I'd call that a lucky break, but Thank okay. You. Mm-hmm. I said I don't think this lawyer knows what lucky means. Um, the lawyer tells him straight up that there's a lot of circumstantial evidence here. Um, he does not win this case against extradition because in the next scene... Gretchen is listening to a story about how Bruce was extradited back to Mexico to stand trial. Um, oh, also, she's in L.A. listening to a British reporter talk about Mexico. There's like a lot of things happening there. Yeah, there's a whole lot going on. Yeah. Um, they say how Bruce was the producer of Pimp My Ride and then I couldn't stop laughing, which is true. Oh, he was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you remember that show? Oh, Did I watched watch it, it all the time. <laughs> I have a hilarious memory attached to that. Um, oh, I'm going to tell it at the top of my notes. The attorney gives an interview that Bruce is innocent while he's escorted out by the U.S. Marshal screaming, I'm innocent! That's the and, way you prove your innocence. If you can yeah. scream loud enough Freaking to break the enough. sound yeah. barrier, mm-hmm. you're innocent. Yeah. Um, in Mexico, he's put in a cell and remembers back to what happened. He does have scratches on his neck from falling when he kisses Monica, um, like before he gets in the shower. Okay. So, um, but this is all from his perspective. So I right. don't know. Um, she sees his phone and sure enough, it's messages from Hillary. So she cries and calls Gretchen while the weird waiter watches like weirdly behind her. Um, she says she's going to file for divorce and ask Gretchen to change the locks on the house. Um, the detectives are talking about how the housekeeper was denied access that day. And then, and then the other lawyers like, Oh, well in cross examination, this happened. And this, I get so confused here. Cause I was like, is this the trial? Like it's not a courtroom. Like they're in an office and it's just the attorneys and they're all talking to the judge. Huh? Um, Bruce arrives and he's like sitting behind like a cage wall. And I was like, okay, well, maybe this is the trial. Because the attorney turned around and was like, oh, sorry, we started without you. Oh, um, I okay. Thanks, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's just a hearing to see if they can go to trial. It's so weird. I, I don't understand it. Um, maybe I should have done research into their court system. Not fixing it now, but maybe. It's fine. The medical examiner says she died at 11.30 p.m. when she'd been gone all day, which is what his lawyer is like. There's no way that that checks out like he was with his kids all day whatever um da-da-da. the detectives like ask each other if they think he did it and they say yes um the detectives believe that he woke up to her packing to leave and they ha- got in an argument the defense attorney says there's no way he could have done all this while his kids were in the room okay um there's an argument over the time of death again. And then the judge says there's enough proof. So they'll go to trial. He's let out and put into a van. 
there's clips of him being interviewed about how long the trial lasted and how weird the legal system in Mexico is. 18 months later, he's saying he didn't kill his wife. The reporter asked if he's just trying to, quote, outwit, outlast, and outplay. Well. And I was like, whoa. That's some wordplay. That Lifetime yeah. writer finally, like, woke up for just a minute. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I mean, we're in the last, like, actual minute of this movie. So. <laughs> Um, and he says that's ridiculous and he's living in a nightmare. They ask him if he's a, if he's a survivor. And he I'm says a that survivor. I'm not to be. gonna give up. Flashback to the dance party while Bruce stands on the beach. The ending screen says after a trial that lasted over three years. Yeah. Bruce Beresford Redman was finally convicted of murder. He's currently serving a 12-year sentence in a Mexican prison. Uh, Bruce is appealing his conviction and continues to insist upon his innocence. Okay. In the end. So, you said pimp my ride. Yeah. Whenever I was in high school, must have been my junior or senior year, because I was just going back to church after having not been really my entire life. Like, uh-huh. you know, we've said before, I was not raised in a church or anything. Or, um, But I was at vacation Bible school, and the guy who was leading it went off on this tangent about how everything in the world now is softcore porn and i w- we were all like no no it's not and he was like everything is softcore porn and i was like I, does he not know what softcore porn is i i'm not sure um and so there was a girl named sagan who was in uh that group with us and she said what about pump my ride it's about fixing cars up and he was like, well, I mean, it says pimp right there in the title. Do you know what pimp <laughs> means? And I was like, first of all, buddy, your assertion was that everything was softcore porn. So we're not talking about the title of a show. We're talking about the content. And But then he went off on this big rant about the origin of the word pimp. And so I just very kindly raised my hand and I was like, except that the connotation in that me- is very different in that situation. Like you right. have to look at the contextual evidence there. And he says, and I quote, the connotation doesn't change. And I was like, no, 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 no. The denotation does not change. Connotation, yeah. do- like, that's the con part of connotation. It means contextual. They have this. You know what? You're right. Um, <laughs> I was finally asked not to come back. <laughs> so, um, put my ride got me kicked out of church. Thank you, Bruce Beresford Redman, for that. Aww. <laughs> All right. So, um, my sources for today were um, the article on Wikipedia about Bruce Beresford Redman, mm-hmm. um, and then an article that ran in the Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. and um, ABC News. Okay. And if I am casting this film, I have cast Nathan Fillion as Bruce Beresford mm-hmm. Redman. Okay. And I like him. I have cast Maria Knoz Barrera uh, for as Monica. Um, did you ever see any episodes of Wizards of Waverly Place? Maybe. She's the mom. She's also that the was mom. Selena in- Gomez, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. She's also the mom in that Demi Lovato movie, Camp Rock. She's a, a Disney actress, but. Okay. Um, so that's my casting. Um, so David Beresford Redman was born on April 20th, 420 Blaze It, 1971. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And grew up in Woodcliff Lake. Can you just record that as a little bit and send it to me so I can put it as my ringtone? Uh, he grew up in Woodcliff Lake, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
as you mentioned, his name was David. Bruce, why did I write David? What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> what the hell? You know I'm what? So confused. I was Who's David. <laughs> I was typing these notes in Sunday school, and we. Like, must... I'm actually intrigued. Tell me more. <laughs> we must have. Maybe David is actually interesting because Bruce is lame. <laughs> We must have been talking about someone named David and I just typed it as I was talking. Um, anyway, uh, so Bruce, uh, now born David, um, he's changed his name and he didn't even know. Um, but as you mentioned, he gained notoriety through his work in Hollywood as a producer of the show Survivor and as his work as the co-creator and executive producer of MTV's Pimp My Ride. And uh, just to tell you how together I was with these notes, I wrote that he was the executive procurer of Pimp My Ride. Well, you also wrote that his name was, was David. David. So <laughs> I'm just telling you, I was on a roll. Yeah, you were. I also spelled Redman eight different ways I counted earlier. I fixed most of them. but Oh, my goodness. Um, on April 8th, 1999, Bruce married a Brazilian model named Monica Burgos. And okay. they got married in Rio de Janeiro. Mm-hmm. And they had two children, Camilla yeah, and, that's, and that Alec. place is on my bucket, my bucket list. Mm-hmm. You want to go see? I go there you want to see this giant Jesus? I mean, no, but I'm sure I can stop by and look at it while I'm there. I've, I just figured that was the only reason. You're just taking mm-hmm. the holy stops throughout the world, right? <laughs> yeah, going you know on a pilgrimage. Anyway, so on April 8th, 2010, which was their 11th anniversary, mm-hmm. Monica was found dead at the Moon Palace Resort in Cancun, Mexico. Ouch. Yeah. That's not how I, how I want to spend my anniversary. Mm, but talk- I'm also super single, so I guess I don't have to worry about that. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe. I, I listen. You can die at any time. That's what this show has taught me. So it might as well be on a special event, and then you can just lump it all together. Think about it. If you die on your anniversary, then people only have one date ruined for them, right? <laughs> or like, if you die on your birthday, they only remind remember you that one time. It's not like six months afterward when you died. Then they're like remembering you halfway through the year again. Look. My only goal in life is that someday when I die, people remember me and be sad every day. My goal is that everyone forgets about me. (laughs) Like, I don't, this is so morbid, but my mom was a funeral planner when I was little. I've known my entire life that I want to be cremated. And then I don't want anything special done with my ashes even. Like, dust buster me up. I I don't want there to be any kind of ceremony when I die. Like, I just want to, like, bah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I did not realize how badly I did not want to be buried until I started listening to podcasts. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, like this week, um, Wine and Crime did Buried Alive. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. And I was like, oh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, hard pass. Yeah. No, thanks. Um, in any case, so she was found at the Moon Palace Resort in Cancun, Mexico, where they were mm-hmm. vacationing with their children. Mm-hmm. Monica had been strangled and her body was dumped in a sewer that was in line of sight from the hotel room where the couple was staying. Okay. Later that day, Bruce was taken in for questioning as a person of person of interest in the death of his wife. 
and he was re- sure. he was released by police on the condition that he not leave Mexico while the investigation was ongoing. So he immediately took the fuck off, right? <laughs> yeah, like like <laughs> bounced. He was like, yeah, like, okay. yeah, I totally hear you, but listen, I'm just going to do this one thing. It's at the train station. Not a big deal. And bye. Um, He's like, something about a plane? Bye. <laughs> um, so two English tourists who were staying at the hotel told the police that they had heard the couple arguing in their room on April 4th. So that was four days earlier. Mm-hmm. There were reports of screaming and loud bangs coming from the couple's hotel room. And even a report of somebody screaming for help. They were playing concussion. Duh. <laughs> my new favorite game. I mean, I've always played concussion. Not my new favorite game. Duh. <laughs> Weird. Uh, Weird. <laughs> anyway, um, in addition to these reports, hotel records also show that an electronic. I was really on top of this. I'm going to read you verbatim what I wrote. Excellent. In addition to these reports. Hotel records show that an electronic electronic key was used nine times. So it's doubly electronic. Was used nine times between midnight and 7 a.m., which was when Monica was reported missing. Was it used by David or Bruce? Um, <laughs> both. Listen, they were holding hands as they scanned it. Bruce was also... Re- Look, we're just going to make this case more interesting on our own. <laughs> right? It needs something. Bruce was also reportedly seen with scratches on his hands and the back of his neck. Mm-hmm. Monica's cause of death was determined to be asphyxiation. Um, so I mentioned earlier that Bruce was told, don't leave Mexico. Um, and so to make sure that he didn't leave Mexico, they'd confiscated his passport. And mm. um, so he just like noped the fuck out illegally. He <laughs> literally just went to a train station and used his driver's license as his ID and took a train all the way to L.A. And then took up residence in their guest home in Palo Verdes. And then I wrote, idiot. Fucking idiot. Like, you... Go ahead. I don't know. You and I have already talked about how um, the Mexican government already has a really bad reputation. True. I would not want to piss them off. If I yeah, but also if I thought that I was going to be prosecuted for a crime I didn't commit in a foreign country, I'd be doing my damnedest to get back on American soil. I would start with the consulate at least. I would at least have started there. Well, in the movie he did. Well, uh, sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction. <laughs> so he just like fucking bounced. <laughs> He was like, the cops were like, don't leave. And he was like, cool, look. Hey, look, a distraction. And then while they were looking one way, he pieced the fuck out the other. Like, he was gone. Did not care. I, uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I get it. Because like, I would be like, just get me home. Because once I get home, I can deal with this from afar. You know? Yeah. Um. So on... I'm not saying it was the smartest thing to do. I just I'm saying I understand where he's coming from. Right. So on May 31st, 2010, so like mm-hmm. a month and a half later, Mexico issued a warrant for his arrest for the murder of his wife. Mexican prosecutors began the extradition process to have Bruce returning to return to Mexico to be tried. I didn't realize we had an extradition agreement with Mexico. 
I don't know how that works. I think we do with Mexico, but not with like anybody else anymore. We're we're kind of over it. Yeah. And I I well, I we could have extradition agreements with other countries. It's just I don't know. I don't know that any other country wants to talk are, to us anymore. Well, yeah, they don't play with us on the playground. More, more hesitant to send people back here because you know I'm, we like to. We're pretty uh, switch with the death penalty. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen stories about that about how other countries refuse to extradite people if they're going to face the death penalty. Right. But I don't know how it works with. I don't know. I could have done research, but that would have required me being, like, ahead of the game. I do know that if you ever, I learned this on a 2020, if you ever um, flee to, like, I think it's Brazil, and you have a child, that they won't extradite you because you're the parent of a Brazilian citizen. Oh, okay. So I'll just go real quick, get pregnant in Brazil if I ever cause a crime. Commit a crime. Cause a crime? (laughs) How do you cause a crime? Um... There are so many ways I could. Do you want me to tell you alphabetically in order of importance? Order of importance. <laughs> uh, first of all, you um, you just—it's a crime to be this good-looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the most important way. I'm now posing for a glamour shot for the screen, so for everyone who can't see, <laughs> we have devolved into something else. What the fuck is going on right now? Okay. Sorry, I just this is I so much stressing up how this week really just battered me. November sixteenth, two thousand ten, <laughs> CNN reported that Bruce had been arrested by U.S. Marshals in Los Angeles on a warrant from Mexico, and on November twenty ninth, two thousand ten, a Los Angeles federal judge denied Bruce uh, Bruce's request for bail. So. Well, probably because he noped across the border once. Right. (laughs) Uh, On July 12th, 2011, um, U.S. Magistrate Jacqueline, really cool last name that's got more letters than I think should be there. (laughs) I don't know if I mistyped it or not. but the last name David. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Jacqueline David. Jacqueline David Davidson, actually. Oh, my God. (laughs) determined that um, Bruce should be sent back to Mexico because there was enough circumstantial evidence circumstantial evidence to show probable cause um, that he could have murdered his wife and um, you'll find that this entire case was built on circumstantial evidence right um, anyway but the u.s prosecutors who reviewed the case made by the mexican authorities said that there was sufficient evidence to show possible motives for bruce having killed his wife and those motives include um his girlfriend actually i'm gonna let you guess there are three you picked you got one right um the fact that she wanted a divorce no um think she about took all the money Okay, we're on the right track. Why does anybody murder their wife? Life insurance. Insurance money. Yeah. And custody of the children. Which There's easier ways to work out a custody agreement. I just want to like share that with our listeners. Right. Just in case. If, if you are planning on going to Cancun to murder your spouse. 
Yeah. There's much easier ways to work out a custody arrangement. Just much, much easier. Save that money and put it toward a good cause, like by subscribing at patreon.com slash lifetime sentence. And then use the rest of it to go to therapy for thinking about murdering your spouse. Okay. Yes. You could give the responsible answer, I guess. I I said both. (laughs) Do both. I mean, subscribe to us first and then go to therapy. With the leftovers. After the investigation began, the family's nanny had reported that she'd overheard the couple fighting the night before they left for Mexico. Mm-hmm. And that she'd overheard Bruce say they needed to buy a life insurance policy for his wife and himself. Sources later told ABC News that one of those life insurance policies paid out $50,000 in case of an accidental death while traveling. And then I wrote... You're right. $50,000 is not a lot of money. And then I wrote, hmm. <laughs> and then it says, and then I wrote, uh, and the other would pay $500,000. And then in capital letters, I wrote, hmm. That's a little bit more. But he's got that survivor money, too. And put my ride money. I mean. And I bet even if he has to get a crappy car, he knows how to get it fixed up. And then, like, you don't need that much money. You know yeah. people who can fix it. You're living in your own guest house. <laughs> You're going to be okay. Or sell your guest house. Like there are different ways to get money. I, yeah. Um, a judge found sufficient evidence that Beresford Redmond murdered his wife and ordered on February 15th, 2012, that he remained in custody pending adjudication. Now, looking at the timeline here, that was February 15th, 2012. Mm-hmm. The murder happened... Uh, 2010. April 8th, 2010. Mm-hmm. So we're now two years into this thing. Right. Since November 2014, Bruce has remained in a jail in Cancun. So he was finally like jail jailed in 2014. He went to jail jail. Jail jail. Mm-hmm. He, wasn't, he wasn't just being held. Like his conviction right. didn't happen until 2014. Right. That is a very long time. That is a really long time to be on trial. Um, During his trial, there are a lot of issues. Witnesses did not appear or witnesses that were supposed to support the defense changed their minds once they were on the stand. Mexico? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, Evidence was contaminated while in complete, in complete bustity is what I just tried to tell you. Which is how we in the cool part of Louisiana say police custody. David. (laughs) And some blood found in their hotel room did not report to Monica according, did not report, did not belong to Monica according to DNA. The fuck is going on with me? It's like I'm having a small stroke while talking to you. Oh my God. What the hell? (laughs) And I slept well and everything last night. I have no excuse except that I'm just an idiot. All right. I don't know what's happening. Um, Despite these discrepancies, Bruce was found guilty of murder and sentenced to a whopping, extensive, and not at all underwhelming 12 years in prison for the murder of his wife. Listen, we talked about this last week. 12 years is actually probably more than he would have gotten if he had been tried here. That's true. Um, So at first, whenever I... Not last week. It was the week before. I don't know. A few weeks ago. At some point. We talked about it. it um, was, it's in an old episode. Go listen. <laughs> when I didn't 
have all the information. One of the things I read, he talked about being in jail, um, is eating at his soul and he's just kind of a shell of a person left. And I wrote poor little white man child. And I might regret that a little bit, but in America, he would not have seen nearly as harsh a punishment. Mm -mm. Um, he was a rich white dude. Yep. He probably would have gotten probation. A slap on the wrist and like a, please donate to a charity of your choice. Yeah. Pick up Uh, trash on the highway for a day. In August 2016, however, the federal court ordered the lower appeals court to reexamine evidence from the prosecutors used in his conviction. Um, They examined them or they uh, ordered them to reexamine evidence, including DNA from the hotel room, footprints found near where her body was discovered and soil samples from the surrounding ground. Okay. During his trial, numerous forensic specialists, including one appointed by the judge in the case, concluded that there was no physical evidence to support the thesis that Bruce was guilty. Right. So, like, even the court-ordered forensic scientists said there's no way he was involved in this. Um, well, that's not what they said. Or, well, unless what said you said is different from what they said. They said that there was no physical evidence to support that he could be guilty. There was no physical evidence to put him at the scene of the crime or around the murder. Right. So, so no physical evidence doesn't mean he didn't do it. It just means they can't it's, well, prove it. They but, according to what they were given, there's no way that he was there. Yeah. Um, And so then they found like much of the evidence that was used to extradite him, like the blood samples found in the hotel room and the footprints and all that started to fall apart under like closer examination. They just didn't hold up to adding up to this. In the movie, the blood that they found in the hotel room wasn't even hers or his. Yeah. So they did find some blood from her and they found some that was not. Okay. Um, he, so Bruce had filed this appeal because um, there were just so many things that were wrong about this case. Um, and so the higher court stepped in, they reviewed this, and they criticized the lower judge for not mm-hmm. properly reviewing the qualifications of the like translator from his original interview. Um, which, yeah, that's kind of important. A little bit. <laughs> uh, yes. Just like a tiny, tiny bit of importance there. Um, also, nowhere in the court reportings did they explain which one of the forensic experts was the one hired to bolster the case against him. So you're supposed to like show which ones are hired by the defense and which ones are hired by the prosecution and which ones are hired by the court. And they just like put the list of all the forensic experts who came in. Okay. <laughs> um, and this is why... in. In the U.S., people have to file, like, thousand-page motions yeah. with the court for, like, this kind of thing. Yep. So that when the translator asks you, did you kill your wife, and you say no, they don't turn around and say, he said yes. <laughs> he said he did it. I heard him. Like, <laughs> that's not how that works. Um, have you seen Eurotrip? Uh, no, not in many years. I've seen parts of it, but not even the whole thing and not in a long time. They are on their way to Berlin and he's trying to use his broken German to ask a truck driver if he's taking them to Berlin. And the guy goes, 
like his response is I'm going nowhere near Berlin. So they all just climb in his truck to go. And that's what I feel like this whole conversation is like, we're going to Berlin. <laughs> um, and then the judge also did not actually review the testimony of at least three witnesses whose stories supported Bruce's case. You have one job. <laughs> so one job. And this whole thing, you have one job, Judge, and I'm pretty sure it's to, like, listen to the testimony. <laughs> Is there not a jury? Like, I don't know what's happening. I'm so confused. I am, too. Um, so the higher court, however, would not make a determination in the matter. All they did was they're like, oh, yeah, hey, that looks fucked up. And then shook their finger at the lower court and, like, pushed all the paperwork. Like, no, they're like, let's not do this again. But we don't want to, like, deal with it. So. They're, like, just pa- pushing stacks of paper. Like, no, gives these backsies. <laughs> so, um. Oh, no. The investigation also centered almost solely around Bruce, and they did not consider any other, um, they did not seriously consider any other um, alternatives, that it was Bruce and, or it was David. But either way, (laughs) (laughs) there, um, and the worst part is, as you mentioned, the lucky break, there were two other murders in the hotel around the same time that her body was discovered. That's not lucky. That's not, it's not lucky. But it I is, think it is relevant evidence. <laughs> it's more than just a coincidence. Yeah, probably. Um, probably. And so there really are a lot of holes in this case. And the entire conviction was built on circumstantial evidence. Um, he has been in the appeals process since he was sentenced in 2015. And one of the things I read somewhere, and it wasn't one of the articles that I saved, so I never found it again, said that they counted time served toward his 12-year sentence. But from the way everything has worked out for him, I don't think they actually counted time served. I think that I misread or that was incorrect. There's no way to know. No. <laughs> There's no- I really need it. I don't think there is a way to know. So, um, I told look, you- and here's the thing: this movie should have been so much more interesting. Yes, the case could Not have been a procedural, like Law and Order, but worse. I told you I was going to tell you how they could have fixed this. Are yeah. you ready? Okay. So, opening scene is just his uh, train going down the tracks as he's escaping and then the like 70s tasket print from pimp my ride falls down but it's the title of this movie and then we have the... wait can they be playing Folsom prison blues and obviously obviously and then we have the host of pimp my ride what was he exhibit yeah have exhibit narrate the whole show and let it come full circle back around. We can skip the survivor stuff. Unless instead of the actual courtroom, they're all just sitting about at their tribe <laughs> <Tribal> meeting. <laughs> Tribal council. And Jeff Probst is like, the tribe is <laughs> Why hasn't Lifetime hired us yet? I don't know. Hello? Are you listening? Guys. <laughs> all right. We're just like. 
gold mines. Gold mines in Bermuda. Let me tell you how to tell David's story better. First of all, change his name. <coughs> um, hey, We're going to call him Bruce. <laughs> I don't know why. What would you have drank with this movie? God, I wouldn't have watched this movie. <laughs> Just skip it. If I didn't have to, I would have turned it like. I would have turned it off halfway through. Just go out for margaritas and skip the movie. Go out for margaritas. Yeah. Save for your vacation to Cancun. Don't shove anyone in a sewer while you're there. Please don't. And And you get to come back. And don't play concussion, no matter what. Don't play concussion. (laughs) Oh, man. um, What's happening? (laughs) Do you want to hear about my fucked up case of the week? Yes, I do. All right. So, um, if Lifetime is listening, they might want to review the case of Michael Hoffman from Mount Vernon, Ohio. He's oh, look, we've already talked about Ohio. Like, I don't know what's going on up there. But. He stalked a young girl and her family. He waited until the girl and her brother were home from school. Then he went into the house and murdered her mom and her brother and one of their friends. And then he kidnapped the girl and locked her in their basement. In his basement, I mean. And then he chopped up the bodies of the family members and hid them around town. You know, your tone of voice on this story does not match. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. It is an awful story. But I'm thinking how good Lifetime can make this since they disappointed this last one. Because they owe us one. Lifetime does the fucked up really well. Yeah, they do. I will give them credit for that. And this is their cup of tea. Um, Luckily, the girl was found in a few days. Um, She was tied up in the basement. And so she was alive. Um, Yay! But, I mean, the rest of everything sucks. But I think that would make a very fascinating movie. Um and a lot, a lot more interesting and awful to watch than apparently the one you had to watch this week. Yep. Hold on. And then I am going to have you pick some numbers. Yay. Um, so in honor, first I'm going to tell you a quick story. In honor of the anniversary of the Royal Wedding 2.0, the one I don't talk about. <laughs> we don't know her. No, I we don't know her. Uh, speaking of, by the way, the other day I'm in the middle of teaching and one of the um, aides at our school busted in my classroom and interrupted to go, did you hear what they named the baby? And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Look, I could, I could have like a three hour long discussion with you about how the name Archie is fucking stupid, but we won't. Well, and if that, if she just walked in, she's like, did you hear what they named the baby? And I was like, who and she goes Archie they named it Archie and I was like there's a baby you're like what's happening (laughs) (laughs) so in honor of that anniversary this week or actually I think it's today um last year and this is not like a crime crime but I think it would be a fun since Lifetime is so insistent on making multiple movies about Harry and Meghan um, I think this would be a good and interesting story to tell. There was a guy um, who was doing some work for CNN during the wedding. His name was Thomas J. Mace Archer Mills Esquire. Could he have fit one more in like David somewhere? 
Um, he had painted himself as one of Britain's authorities on the royal family. Um, he appeared in dozens of interviews leading up to the wedding to explain and defend the monarchy. However, this guy's actual name was is Thomas, quote, Tommy Muscatello, and he's from upstate New York, and he faked the whole thing. <laughs> I like him. He was, yeah, um, he appeared in all these interviews um, up to leading up to the wedding, I think even on the wedding day, um, and yeah, he made it all up. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. I mean, he just basically talked his way into the British, like, royal family adjacent. <laughs> I mean, Aaron, if anyone deserves to do that, it's you. Uh, right? Thank you. All right. So um, I need to pick some numbers. Oh, yes. Hold on. How many? Well, there's four weeks in June. So let's, what, let's see. One, two, yeah, four. Okay. What numbers? Wait, 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 wait. Um, she is so bossy. Oh my god! I'm just making sure I took out all last like this month's movies. Unless you want to do one of them again. Let's do this one again. Let's do only this one for the rest of our lives. <laughs> the Groundhog Day of podcasts. Ugh, this movie was fucking terrible. So no. Um, do between one and hold on. I got to take out Oscar Pistorius. Garbage. One in 36. Okay. Um, I'm going to say one. Okay. Two. Okay. Three. No, you can't just pick one through and four. And 29. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I said you couldn't, but I'm kind of glad you did. Oh, tell me. One, Casualties of Love, the Long Island Lolita story. Okay, I'm already in. Um, two, Abducted, the Jocelyn Shaker story. Oh, yeah. Three, Abducted, the Carlina White story. <laughs> okay. 29 and we've already talked about this i've been waiting but we're gonna do an old switcheroo because film 29 is the murder of princess diana for real for real i'm so excited okay so this is the one where i get to watch the movie and yeah. you tell us the facts i do because i am the actual royal expert and i'm not faking it it's <laughs> it's true yeah i'm so excited you did so well. Yes. I'm super proud. <laughs> oh my god. Never question my number picking again. Fine, fine. <laughs> um, all right. So wow. um, hey y'all, thanks for listening. Um, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe and tell your yes. friends and tell your yes. neighbors and yes. tell people you like and tell people you don't like and just stop tell random people in the street and tell them remember i did corner people at the um yarn festival and if i can do it you can do it <laughs> yeah just uh, tell everybody 
go find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash lifetime sentence. We are doing Big Little Lies. The new season starts June 9th. I'm so excited. And uh, we are currently doing the first season, um, for those of you who don't know. And Mm -hmm. I've been reading the book um, and I'm almost done. And it's really hard to savor this book the way I want to because I just want to go through and like blow through the ending. Yeah. Um, But yeah, if you listen to Patreon, you'll get to hear our thoughts on that. Um, Otherwise, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lifetime sentence. Yes. You can find us on the Instagram at lifetime sentence, um, Twitter at life sentence pod. You can find, um, you can email us at yes. lifetime sentence podcast at gmail.com and you can find show notes and links at mm-hmm. lifetime sentence pod.com. And don't forget if you do sign up for the Patreon, you do get access to our super secret elite amazing Facebook group. Absolutely. Um, hey, but until then, don't forget to eat your vegetables and charge your phone. Bye. Bye. This has been Lifetime Sentence, where the truth really is stranger than fiction. Thanks for listening.